Welcome to another episode of the AAA Northeast Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of AAA Car Conversations with, and this time the with is with Michael Moe. He is the CEO of Cooler Technologies, and here in Massachusetts, where I'm based, and in California, where I think Michael is based, um, electric vehicles are a big thing. And uh, recently, I was out on a little drive, and I I was in a, a little development, and I saw Teslas almost every place I went. So a lot of electric cars. And in 2035, uh, any new vehicle registered in Massachusetts uh, is going to be electric. And a lot of people have concerns about electric cars and battery safety. And sometime back, I talked to a CEO of a company who is developing a graphene-based battery that's supposed to be safer. But right now, most manufacturers are using some type of lithium-ion battery. And Michael, good day, and welcome to AAA Car Conversations with. Well, thank you so much for having me. So uh, with this push towards electric cars, and I think the idea of zero emissions cars, you know, keeping pollution to a minimum, everyone's in favor of. But at the same point, if we rush the technology too quickly, there's always a concern about fires. I know I had a phone a couple of years back that sort of the battery overheated and the phone quit working. Uh, lithium ion, great, you know, works great in phones and cordless tools and cars, but there is a safety concern, right? Yeah, there's a safety concern. The safety concern that you're referring to is called a thermal runaway. So, and that's when the cell overheats um, and, uh, you know, have a pretty catastrophic event. Um, it'll catch fire and it will, and, and it will, will explode. Um, in extreme case where one cell explodes, it will propagate to the next cell. That's what we call the thermal runaway propagation. So when, once they start propagating, then it becomes a pretty, pretty catastrophic event uh, and a lot of energy release and, and it's pretty uh, hard fire to put out. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. And based on my little tiny experience, I can only imagine what a giant battery pack would be like, say, inside a car. And we, we've all seen some of the videos. I mean, all you have to do is go on YouTube and Tesla uh, and, and uh, search for Tesla battery fires and you will see them. Uh, electric vehicle battery fires, you'll see them. Uh, but your company is developing sort of a containment system, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So we developed the solution um, in a joint partnership with NASA Johnson Space Center. Uh, it's called a thermal runaway shield um, to prevent this thermal runaway propagation in large battery packs. So um, the cell itself um, in different circumstances, will go to thermal runaway, whether it's overcharge, overheat, or in cars, you have collisions, you know, unfortunately, not too, too many, you know, well, for, fortunately, not, not too many times, but sometimes you have collisions and the cells get damaged. Once that gets cells damaged, and it will, it will catch fire. So if you have a large battery pack, unless, such as a Tesla vehicle, um, if it goes to a collision, one cell gets, fire, uh, uh, gets damaged, or maybe even multiple cells get uh, gets damaged, catch fire, you know, can very quickly propagate to the entire battery pack, which consists thousands of cells. So I think if you, like you say, you Google on YouTube, you'll find uh, battery fires um, that have um, these batteries shoot like uh, fireworks um, mm -hmm. shooting around. Um, and it just 
could be really bad. Um, so we've developed technology to uh, isolate that thermal runaway, uh, prevent it from propagating from cell to cell. Uh, that's a technology that we've we've developed. It's actually on the International Space Station to safeguard the astronauts' laptop battery and uh, um, the Microsoft Surface Pros. So the batteries that's spared, they keep into our containment solution, save on, uh, and then it's used on the International Space Station. Yeah, I, I can yeah. only imagine having a having a fire in a uh, electric car parked in a parking lot. I can't imagine a fire on the space station. Yeah, that could be really catastrophic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, so that's probably the what's most real expensive real estate on the planet and beyond in the space, right? Yeah. Um, so so we do that. Obviously, it's very lightweight, very efficient. Um, and uh, so now we're working with uh, partners and customers to commercialize that for energy storage, for EVs, and frankly, for other applications, you know, for transportation purposes, um, and, uh, you know, energy storage is going to be a big market too, because uh, you've got solar, you got wind, you got renewable energy and, uh, the big part of, to make that sustainable and realistic is you got to have energy storage, you know, you yeah. got to be able to store that. And so you got the power walls, you got residential storage. Um, the last thing you need is your energy storage pack in your garage, catch fire. Um, and so, so safety, um, so we think that safety, uh, efficiency, and uh, ultimately sustainability um, is critical to make lithium-ion battery in this renewable uh, energy revolution. And that's what we focus on working on. Yeah, and I kind of see the future someday of being that your electric car may, in fact, be your, your electric storage device as well. So, I mean, right now we look at um, electrical shortages, brownouts around the country, and if everybody has electric cars, that could even... Uh, be a bigger concern. But on the same hand, those cars that don't get driven every day could also supplement the grid going back in the other direction. So the idea of having a vehicle that maybe sits for four or five days and stores energy and also releases it as needed, the idea of having a, a, a kind of a safety system around that electric storage inside the vehicle becomes even more critical. Uh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I think that's... Um, you know, the overall compelling reason for a company like Tesla, um, you know, eventually become an energy company, right? Because they got millions of cars, they got distributed energy around the country. It's portable, it's distributed. Uh, they can feed back to the grid. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a very, very powerful economic model that way. When you add on top of that autonomous driving and mobility, you know, that really is kind of the ultimate business model. Um, and that's why it's, you know, so highly valued and uh, Elon Musk is the wealthiest man uh, in the world. Um, but, you know, coming back to this, so, you know, uh, uh, electric car is a very large uh, energy, you know, storage bank. Um, if you don't have that, uh, you know, the electric car penetration, you're looking at uh, last year, I think it's about 3.2 million cars, electric cars sold around the world. Um, hello? Can you hello, still see? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so you got, yeah, sorry. My, uh, my computer kind of blanked. Um, so you, you, you got 3.2 uh, million cars, EV sold around uh, the world out of 100 million cars. So it's about 3%. Um, you know, the bigger industry, uh, you know, GM is going to phase out cars by 30, 2035. 
the new administration is going to electrify all the federal vehicles, like 646,000 vehicles. Um, so you, you are going to have a increasing penetration of cars, I think, in the tune of about 30 million vehicles uh, by 2030, 35 timeframe. But that's still about 30% of the $100 million vehicles around, mm. uh, you know, around the world. Um, so you're going to have a lot more other energy storage products, even your power tools, uh, your lawnmowers, your leaf blowers are moving from uh, diesel engine to lithium-ion battery packs. Yeah. Um, and even those battery packs, you use it, you know, you use it uh, um, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day for the rest of the time, it could be energy storage product. So um, we have a roadmap and vision to enable every one of these energy storage to be feedback to the system, to be distributed, then every one of them needs to be safe, efficient, and sustainable. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the uh, that's what Cooler does. And, and, make, and yeah. you said sustainable, and when we think sometimes about sustainable, we also think about end of life with these products. And just like every, whether it's an old style nickel cadmium battery or newer lithium ion battery when they're at the end of their life, they're not really completely 100% discharged. They still store some energy. And I would think transporting those to be recycled or remanufactured, there's a safety concern there. And how is Cooler looking at addressing that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you're touching upon a very important point, which is um, not just end of life, but second life applications, and then end of life applications. Your, your, what you just touched upon is the transportation of and storage of that energy source um, when it's in transit and in use for the second life application, which is taking from an EV to an energy storage product, right? And then after yep. it's done, it's lost half of its energy already, or you know, two thirds. It can't be used anymore. Let's recycle them. And then, then you go there. So that transportation, the safety of that is critical. So we provide a solution for that. Um, we literally taking the technology it's on the International Space Station for the astronauts laptop battery pack. And that and we're working with partners to deploy them into mass market applications in EV battery transportation, energy storage transportations, in power tools battery pack transportation. So we're, so we're working on those. Um, I think that is um, part of the sustainability you know, um, and the other part of sustainability really is uh, when you think about um, from now to 2035, all these cars are coming online. So how do you design a battery cell, a battery pack and the whole system to be completely uh, a part of a circular economy? Uh, it's designed for recyclability, you know, designed for sustainability and designed for safety. You know, so um, hopefully when the mineral, after the minerals get off the ground, that mineral could be reused again and again and again, 100%, not just 50%, not just 5%, but 100%. So there's a lot of work to be done by the industry, the entire food chain, if you will, to make that happen. So uh, Cooler is actively participating uh, uh, in that technology development. Yeah, I, I can imagine the speed at which you're doing this. I mean, you look at conventional flooded lead acid batteries that we've had in cars for a hundred years. Right. And it wasn't that many years ago that we weren't doing a very good job recycling those. And now 
you know, 99 and a half percent of every car battery gets recycled. So what's left is just very, very little material, the case and the lead plates and, and the, uh, the uh, uh, liquids inside of them all get recycled. There's very little left. And the idea of kind of going and looking at this battery, this new battery system and being able to recycle it and the speed you're doing this is pretty amazing. I mean, like I said, we're, we, you know, we were throwing, literally throwing lead acid batteries away, you know, 35 or 40 years ago. And they had, they had been around for 60 years. Lithium ion batteries really haven't been around that long. And it sounds like you've made great strides to try to um, ensure that that's going to happen. Yeah, well, you pretty much have to um, because the um, this, uh, the amount of uh, resource that's actually required to make lithium ion batteries. Um, and if you don't take care of the end of life application, recyclability, all that stuff in a serious way quickly, uh, you could be facing a... Um, uh, environmental um, issue uh, that's created in the name of sustainability, but it will make it unsustainable because the environmental impact of the mining and the disposal of these lithium-ion batteries um, is could be an environmental catastrophe. So, um, so you got to look at this <clears throat> global warming, this climate change, and this whole um, sustainability in a more holistic way. Um, and, and you know, there, you know, therefore the circular. Um, um, the economy thesis would really need to be played into this lithium-ion battery ecosystem very, very quickly. Yeah, I, I, like you said, you don't want what certainly on the surface is a very good thing, and you don't want unintended negative consequences of something that's a good thing. So, you right. know, I don't think anyone who's ever driven, you know, whether it's a Chevrolet Bolt or a Tesla, and said, you know, I can. If this thing goes 200, 250 miles between charges. It feels like every other car. In fact, it's faster than most cars. Yes. And, you know, I could make this a regular, regular car in my driveway without any problem. And if more people adapted to that, and you don't think about the unintended consequences of what happens at, like you said, at the end of its life or the end or the end of its, uh, you know, part of what happens when every car eventually comes to the end of its life. So very important. Uh, one of the things you know, when I was um, doing a little bit of research in the name of your company, and I was kind of sitting here looking at my laptop that's sitting up on a stand because if it sits on a, a tabletop for too long, it starts to overheat. Yeah. Um, and and um, uh, battery thermal management is very important as well. And your company, your company works among, uh, works with thermal management of batteries too, right? Yeah, um, we um, kind of our, our origin is uh, thermal management. Um, and we've been doing that for 30 years um, for aerospace and defense applications. Our parts are on the Mars rover uh, 2020. So we're the, uh, we build the heat sinks to keep the lasers and the sensors uh, in optimal com um, uh, you know, operating temperature when it get to Mars, uh, looking for signs of life. Um, so that's kind of fundamentally what we do. Um, and then we have our parts on the, uh, the International Space Station, numerous uh, um, Mercury Messenger, um, many satellite programs and DOD programs. So that's kind of how we cut our teeth um, developing um, these technology. Um, yeah, so it's thermal management. And then now we're um, deploying that, these technology to more consumer and commercial applications. 
Um, so hopefully soon enough, um, your, uh, uh, you know, your computer and phone uh, that, uh, you know, that needs to be cooled is going to be powered by cooler. Did you ever think that when you first started in business years ago that any of your products would end up in space or on Mars or on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually, um, I started my career as a semiconductor guy. Um, so I went to school in UC Santa Barbara, uh, got my master's in uh, electrical engineering, computer science. So I was, I was, I was very focused on, you know, doing uh, chip design and software and, and so forth. Uh, I met uh, Dr. Tim Nose, our CTO, my partner, uh, about uh, 15 years ago. Um, and uh, that's when I realized um, the bottleneck for uh, electronics and chips um, more and more so is heat uh, for reliability and, um, um, and for performance uh, because of overheating. So um, then uh, Tim and I, we joined together um, and take the technology that he's been working on for 30 years with you know, space, uh, and uh, we started Cooler together. Um, and then now here we are. Uh, so not only we're serving space, uh, aerospace, defense applications, now, we're, now new applications come in, like the lithium-ion battery. And that wasn't there when we started the company seven years ago. Mm. Uh, even, you know, let's say three years ago wasn't really there. But now it's everywhere, right? Um, so, um, so you got um, EVs, you got energy storage, um, you got these power tools, you got everything is powered by, you know, batteries now. So, um, so, so to answer your question, when I first started my career, no, I didn't think I yeah. was going to go into space. Uh, but when I, um, when we started cooler, we knew that we, we, we're going to come from space and uh, come back to earth, yeah. uh, with that technology. Yeah. yeah. No, as I sit here looking at my laptop next to my iPad on top of my iPhone, I wonder, you know, do I have to worry about thermal runaway all of a sudden? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, the chance of these things happening is one out of X million. So um, if that happened to you, you probably go out there and go buy a lottery ticket tonight. Yeah. Um, you probably, have, it's a pretty good chance. But no, the, you know, all jokes aside, I think the chance of these things happening is, you know, 10 to the six uh, in order of magnitude. Um, except for if you if you're doing uh, vape uh, vaping, I think that's because the application and some of the quality issues associated mm -hmm. with that, um, the you know chance of happening is more. Uh, hoverboard had a higher chance of um, you know a couple of years back had a high, higher chance of catching fire simply because it's uh, you know at that beginning it was a lower quality product number one, less um, battery um, you know quality control. Uh, and the application is, you know, you're running at hot battery on the ground and you're bumping and then you're, you know, colliding with things yep. and just grinding on it all the time. So the, the damage to the battery doing the application is much higher than, you know, because you're not, you know, you're not bumping your laptop all the time right. or your iPhone, you know. So, so those uses cases uh, make the uh, batteries more vulnerable for thermal runaway. Um uh, but in, you know, in normal cases, it's fine, but people do warn about, you know, your e-bikes yep. don't charge it overnight in your garage, uh, unplug it once it's done. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's significant safety, uh, concerns about that around the world. Yeah. Well, there's not much chance I'm going to be vaping or being on a hoverboard. So yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to be pretty safe. 
Uh, Michael, if people want more information about your company, uh, where can they go? Uh, yeah, um, it's coolertechnology.com, uh, K-U-L-R technology, one word, .com. Uh, you find the latest news about us. Uh, you find all the product information. Uh, you find our investor, uh, you know, information, all the press releases, uh, all, the, all, the, all the video that we showcase our product. Uh, so there's, there should be plenty of information on that. Um, and Cooler Tech, uh, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media channels, uh, YouTube. You can find, you know, uh, information about us. Um, you can watch it. You can keep up to date uh, with us on Twitter handle. Um, no, we would love to educate our, you know, the public about, you know, sustainability and safety. Um, and uh, we would do our part um, to make that happen. Michael, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and joining us on AAA Car Conversations with. Great. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the AAA Northeast podcast. For more information about AAA, go to AAA.com.